book sales is not going to change your life. It's really what you do with the book that can create these life-changing results that can give you 10x on your investment or 100x or 1000x or even above that. Write the world-changing book that will help grow your personal brand and your business as it makes the world a better place. Welcome to the Author's Corner, hosted by Robin Colucci. Every episode, we bring you some of the most successful authors, as well as other industry experts, to share some inspiration, motivation, tactical strategy, and fun. We'll also talk about the challenges and trends in the publishing industry. Don't get stuck in the idea phase. Join the Author's Corner today. Start writing the book you've dreamed about. Hi there. Welcome to the Author's Corner. I'm your host, Robin Colucci, and today's conversation is just going to be between you and me. Today's episode is one of my limited series of Robin's Riff sessions. And the topic today is the five key questions you must answer before you write one word of your book. Now, the reason I decided to talk about this today is if you get one takeaway from this Riff session, I hope it will be that you understand the importance of knowing how you are going to use your book before you write one word. The truth is that most people who write and publish a book don't think about this at all until the book is out, which is also when it's too late (laughs) to allow your understanding of how you're going to use your book to actually influence the content of your book. So what usually happens is a person gets an idea for a book, they get excited about writing that book, and they jump in and start writing. Usually a big part of this excitement is a series of overly optimistic assumptions about what will happen when the book is out. Some of the fantasies occur to people is one very popular one that people will find it. I'll put it up on Amazon and it will miraculously on its own become a bestseller. Or people hope that by putting a book out, it will turn into a substantial passive revenue stream. Or that if they're a coach or a consultant, maybe they're hoping that prospects will just find the book and then come knocking on their door asking to hire them, or that the media would do the same. Maybe the media will discover me and seek me out for interviews. Well, the truth is that none of these things are going to happen. And if they do, they won't happen enough to have a significant impact on the quality of your life or your ability to impact and influence others. So the big problem with not thinking the book through before you write it and not thinking through how are you going to use this book once it's out before you write it is that you can't retrofit a book to suit a strategy that you didn't develop until after it was written. And this issue became really clear to me about eight years ago when I don't really recall what inspired me to do this, but 
I went through my email list and looked at everybody I had a phone number for that I had never spoken to, right? And I ended up calling and getting on the phone 300 what turned out to all be self-published authors from my email list. And I had a one-on-one conversation with each one of them, and I had questions that I was curious about their outcomes from having a book and how they felt about the whole experience. Now, none of these people had ever been a client. They just had opted into my email list, you know, through whatever means I had, they'd come across me. And what I found in doing these interviews is that most of them, and I mean the vast majority, like all but a couple, were disappointed with the book's performance. And they were disappointed in their experience as an author. A lot of them regretted ever doing it. The ones that maybe didn't regret it were just clearly disheartened that the book hadn't done for them what they had hoped. And one of the questions was about how have you used your book to help your business or your main concern? Or what have you done to try to succeed with your book? And again, the vast majority of people had put in a modicum of effort towards book sales and really had not done much else. So what became clear to me is that their expectation had been that it would be book sales and their ability to sell books that was going to change their life. And as is evidenced from talking to these people, and probably you've probably talked to your friends, or maybe you've had this experience yourself. But I can tell you for sure, for uh, 99% of the people who publish books, book sales is not going to change your life. It's really what you do with the book that can create these life-changing results. It's what you do with the book that can give you a 10x on your investment or 100x or 1000x or even above that. And it's not just about selling books. And if you're hoping to put your book on Amazon and sell 100,000 copies, you're not alone because <laughs> there's a lot of people who have that wish, but your odds are probably better at playing the lottery and winning a nice big jackpot there than they are at putting a book up on Amazon and sitting back and hoping for the best. And so it became clear to me in these interviews that none of these authors had taken themselves through the rigor or had even known to ask these five questions that I am going to share with you right now. And so get out a pen and paper and write them down. Obviously, you're probably not going to answer them on the fly while you're listening to this, but bookmark the episode if you're driving, you know, go back and listen and write these down. And if you're thinking about writing a book, make sure that you have a clear answer for each one of these before you write one word, before you even outline your book, because each of the answers should guide your writing and the content that you actually include so that you can write a book that you can use to achieve your even bigger goals than becoming an author, right? So becoming an author isn't, in my point of view, becoming an author is not 
an end in itself. It's a means to an end. It's a means really to a legacy, a legacy of value that you can leave behind you even. You can use the book while you're alive (laughs) to help you achieve your immediate goals. And it becomes potentially a work that could be referenced and value gained many, many years after your departure. And so, when we look at it that way, a book is actually a much bigger thing than 250 pages of paper with a cover on it that you can sell for 20 bucks. That is the most minor aspect of what a book is or could be, not just for you and your own life, but for everyone else who's here now who would be a good reader for your book and future generations of readers as well. So, let's get to these five questions. The first question is, what is the book about? It's a big question and it's a small question, right? So, but it's oddly a question that very few people really ask in an effective way. So, Another thing I did in the past is before I had this podcast, and actually before podcasting existed, there was internet radio. (laughs) And I had an internet radio show called Authors 101. And yes, I'm kicking myself in the head because if I just kept going with that, I'd be the most famous author coach on the planet probably right now, which is you know a double-edged sword anyway. So it's probably better. But the point is when I would interview authors on Authors 101, and I would say, what's your book about? Most of the time, they would take a very deep breath in and then start to dive into a monologue that sometimes would last the entire length of the interview. And they would cover, oh, well, it includes this and it has that and it's this about this. And then I tell this story about this. And that is not an answer to what your book is about. What your book is about should be something that you can boil down into one sentence. And what your book is about should also be something that is relevant to your reader and is unique in the marketplace. And so you want to look at your expertise. It has basically there's three pillars, right? It's your expertise and what you want to say and where that meets a reader with a need and your unique solution. And you should be able to tell someone what your book is about in one sentence. My book is about blank and it's for this kind of a person so that they can do be have whatever. So my book, How to Write a Book That Sells You, is a guide for first-time authors or second-time authors who want to do it better. So my book, How to Write a Book That Sells You, is a guide for first-time authors or second-time authors who want to do it better to show them the different ways that you can benefit from having a book and how to develop and write a book that helps you achieve your goals. So that's a good example of what my book is about. I probably could make it even more succinct, but this is Robin's riff. It's not a prepared speech. (laughs) So, But I think you get the idea. It's not a 20-minute monologue. Secondly, who's going to read this book? You'd be amazed how many people write books without having any clue who the actual audience is. And if when I ask the question, who's going to read it, if your answer in your mind said, everyone, think again, because no book is for everyone. And when you try to write a book to everyone, you're actually writing to no one. So it's very important to get a specific 
person in mind that you're writing to is really the ideal way to go about this. Who's going to read it? And because if you can pinpoint one person who would be an ideal reader for your book, then there's obviously a lot of people in the world like them who have similar concerns. And so that's a great way to begin to target your book. And then question three is why will they read it? What are they going to get out of it? And by the way, this could be your subtitle. So how to write a book that sells you is the main title of my book. Increase your income, credibility, and impact is the subtitle. The benefit, why should you read this book, is in the subtitle. And I recommend, by the way, as a side note, when you're doing the title and subtitle of your book, think of it that way. Why are they going to read this book? What are you going to tell them that they don't already know? What are you going to tell them that they can't just Google and find in two seconds without having to read your book? What unique perspective can you bring to help your reader get what they want? Think about these. Have an answer for this before you write your book. Question number four, what are your five big life goals and how will you use your book to help you achieve them? Notice I didn't say, how many books do you want to sell? Now, that might be connected to a life goal, right? If your life goal is to be a New York Times bestseller, you're going to have to sell a lot of books and you're going to have to develop a plan to help you do that. But for most people who write a book, even the New York Times bestselling authors, by the way, the book sales still isn't the main thing. The book sales is a piece of a much bigger puzzle in someone's life who's playing a much bigger game than peddling books. So think about how could you use your book in creative ways to help you achieve your biggest goals in life. And some of the some good hints or clues of where to look is if you know you're not going to get your book in everyone's hands, whose hands are the best hands to get your book in? Right? Is it, you know, what type of position do these readers hold or where would you find them? And what is their need that you know you could fill better than anyone else? And you can start to see by thinking that way, it can help you inform what you actually say in your book and what you focus on. If you're thinking about, well, how am I going to use the book further my aims? Probably you're going to be better at achieving your goals if your book is helping your reader achieve theirs. And this is where you can use the book to open doors to conversations that you wouldn't otherwise have access to without the book. And then finally, question five is, how do you want to be known? Now, this is a two-prong reason to ask this question. The first prong is that you will be known by your book. And a lot of times, I see this especially with people who want to write a book, who've been through like a difficult experience. And all their friends have said, you know, you really should write a book about that. And so they feel compelled to write the book. And then they write, you know, this book about this trauma or tragedy in their life and how they dealt with it. But it doesn't necessarily connect to their brand or their business or even anything that they want to talk about anymore. But here's this book in the world about this experience. And I know this boo-boo intimately. 
And I, oh, did I fail to mention I'm one of those people who got excited about an idea, jumped in, wrote a book, and didn't think about how I was going to use it first? Yeah, I did that. And I did that many, many years ago, but I was already in this line of work, by the way. So technically, I should have known better. But I had a romantic relationship with someone who turned out to be a con man. And in that process of going through that, I learned a lot of the warning signs of how to spot a romantic financial you know, con artist. And my hope in writing the book was that it would help alert other people when those similar signs showed up, that they could also avoid that kind of a situation. And I did about, and luckily it was short. It was a 90 page ebook and I banged it out in a weekend. So not a huge investment of time or money, but after I had the you know PDF and everything ready and I did about five online interviews about the book and I quickly realized I don't enjoy talking about this. I don't enjoy reliving this. And this is not my brand. This is not what I want to be known for. This was a error in judgment <laughs> and a difficult thing that I went through, but it's not really so integral to who I am or what my life is about that I need to be talking about this nonstop so I can sell 100,000 copies, right? And I took it down and, you know, pushed it off to the side because not that it wasn't a good book. It was a good book. It's just not a book I want to make an integral part of my brand. So how do you want to be known? How do you want to be known? Because a few years later, I went on to write how to write a book that sells you not to sell a lot of books. I actually wrote it for my clients because I noticed I was saying the same I was giving the same fundamental instructions over and over and over again. And I thought, wouldn't it be wonderful if they had a resource where they could read about what we were going to do before we did it? <laughs> and then we could spend more of our time together focusing on their specific needs versus me giving them this high-level instruction that's really the same for everybody. What matters in the coaching, right, is that this person's specific ideas and how we can make the most of them. So I wrote the book to enhance the experience of my coaching clients. And I was never really concerned with how many books I sold, and I'm still not. So my business 5X'd after my book came out. Within a year after my book came out, my business quintupled that's where you see ROI in having a book. If you think it through first of how are you going to use this book? And you do that before you write the book. So another prong, let's go back. So this question of how do you want to be known? The other prong to that, or actually I'm going to put the question slightly different way, because how do you want to be known also is asking you, what is the legacy that you want to leave behind? What is that legacy of value? When you're not here anymore to share your anecdotal stories, to share your actual research, to share your expertise, what do you want to leave behind? What can you leave behind that no one else 
is ever going to be able to replicate because it comes from you and your particular point of view and your particular way of communicating. Your book should reflect whatever that is. What is your special sauce, right? What timeless knowledge do you have so that readers, you know, 50 years from now, 100 years from now, 400 years from now could be reading your book and getting value? And if you think that that sounds outlandish or unrealistic or like that never happens, well, it happens a lot. As a matter of fact, out of all the media, books have the longest shelf life, literally. And as technology advances and we get different iterations of ways that we receive information, every single one of them has built in obsolescence, except for a book, a printed book that you put on your shelf, that you leave next to your bedside table, and that you hold in your hand. So that's my riff on the five key questions that you must be able to answer before you write one word of your book. So thanks so much for listening. Please feel free to leave us some comments and feedback, provide a rating. And of course, we love a five-star rating and leave a review. I read every single one of my reviews. Thanks again. Thank you for tuning in to another amazing episode of The Author's Corner. You're one step closer to writing the world-changing book you've dreamed about for years. To access today's show notes and other helpful resources, simply visit our website at theauthorscorner.com. A positive review would be appreciated. Until next time.